Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, as always. And today, we're talking all things goal-setting. So I'm recording this podcast at the beginning of Q3, and I can hardly believe that half the year is almost... Oh, well, it's over. I mean, we are halfway through the year. And so I love the six month mark because it's a it's a really like a touchstone and an opportunity to go back to the larger goals that you had for yourself and your business at the beginning of the year and take stock in how well you're doing, right? Are you off course? Are you on course? And the process of actually determining whether you're on course or off course is exactly the process that will move you forward. And it's when we do not look at these things is when we kind of avoid looking at our goals until the next year rolls around and we discover that we didn't actually achieve what we want to achieve. It's because we're not paying attention. We're not being intentional. So today I'm going to talk about why goal setting is important for sales and marketing, right? And I want to talk a little bit about the alignment between sales and marketing and why that's so important. And I want to iterate that it doesn't matter whether you have a sales department or a marketing department, right? If you're just starting out. But I want you to make the effort to think consciously about the activities you're doing for both sales and marketing and how they interplay, Because the idea is eventually you will have a marketing department and a sales department. You eventually will have a marketing director and a sales director if you're just starting out. And it's really, really beneficial to to start thinking in this way early on, okay? And I think one of the mistakes I see a lot of founders making is that you know, you're, you're kind of like running as fast as you can all the time and you're working in the business. You're not working on the business. And there's this sense of shame almost, right? You don't want to treat your business like a quote unquote real business, you know, setting proper goals and, um, and really, uh, you know, holding your team members accountable because you're not maybe feeling like you're there yet. And so my argument is that this goal setting, um, process is so important for actually getting you there. So if you if you want to call it fake it till you make it, whatever way you view it, I think it's really worth it to take your business super seriously. Take any person that's helping you or working your business super seriously. It doesn't matter if you're it's your niece or an intern or a VA or your first hire. It doesn't matter. It's really putting the time, energy, effort, but the emotion into your business and thinking of it as being much bigger than it is, because that's going to help cast the vision for actually getting you there. So for today, we're going to be talking about marketing and sales then. And so I want to talk about how they work together and how to gain alignment. 
because actually all of the marketing that you do should really be rooted in helping sales team achieve their goals or helping your business reach their revenue goals, right? And so I've done some research and according to marketing proofs, the um, sales and marketing teams when they're aligned are 38% high, they, they yield 38% higher sales win rates and 36% higher customer retention rates. So it's actually quite significant. And there's so many ways in which marketing and sales need to be aligned, not just from the front end sales perspective, but also making sure that each team or each person responsible for either, or if it's you doing both, right, you need to be conscious of the marketing messages and the sales messages that you're putting out there, right? The What you're promising um, and that everyone really understands unique selling points of the product, key features of the product or service, because essentially you don't want both of these entities saying something different. But I want to talk about four specific reasons sales and marketing need to align, okay? So the first one is determining the key cross-departmental metrics, all right? So when we're starting with the revenue goals, we need to work backwards and understanding what does the sales team actually need? What volume of leads do they need? How many phone calls or demos do they need to get on in order to close the amount of deals needed to attain the revenue goals, right? So we always work backwards when we're creating our KPIs. And the sales and marketing team need to really align on what those conversion rates are, okay? so. There needs to be a consensus between how many leads are needed and at what percentage those marketing qualified leads are going to become sales qualified leads, right? People that are ready, willing, able to get on the phone actually make the call. Because often there's a disconnect here. Marketing may think they're doing great because they're bringing in a huge volume of leads, right? But we need those leads to actually be the right people to talk to, number one. But number two, we need to make sure that that volume is corresponds with what actual conversion rates are being seen, right? So it's not just enough to get a bunch of leads from marketing. They need to convert and they need to get on the call. The sales team needs to be able to present them with the offer, right? And so you just don't want these two entities functioning in, in a silo. And even if you're working solo, the same thing. You need to be conscious of well, how many marketing leads do you realistically need in order to convert? And oftentimes in the beginning, that lead volume is much, much higher than you expect, right? When a business is established, you can see much higher conversion rates, right? If your social, you know, your social platforms are thriving and people can easily kind of build that like, know, and trust factor with you. As opposed to someone that doesn't have a lot of followings, uh, not a lot of followers, not a lot of visibility, like um, with a bunch of, uh, you know, the brand doesn't have kind of that equity yet. So you want those logos to kind of, if you're selling to well-known companies, you want to put those logos there or those credibility builders, right? Places where you've been featured or places where you've spoken or whatever. But when, when the brand's not established, you really need to make... Um, the effort to do so in the marketing because otherwise you know the probability of someone kind of taking the chance on your company it's much lower in the beginning right so really understanding what those metrics are okay ideally but then now today realistically 
how many leads do we need? Because we're only converting maybe at a less than 10%, right, of those leads actually turn to calls. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done to kind of figure out the right messaging and all those things. And so I would be very cautious and very skeptical when putting these conversion rates out and make sure whomever is working in your sales or your marketing or managing your social, whatever, are very clear on what these metrics are. Now, the next reason the, key, the marketing and sales need to align is an important one, and it's to decide on the most impactful marketing activities. And this goes back to the conversation of marketing qualified lead and sales qualified leads, right? It's really great to get a volume of leads. And so if there's one area where you're getting a lot of leads, it's important to kind of double click and make sure that the leads from that channel, maybe your most fruitful channel, actually converting. Because what we want to make sure we're not doing is kind of having marketing focusing on where they're getting the best production. And if that production is not in line with where the sales production is coming from, then there can be something that's really off. So in this alignment process, we need to be really conscious, like where are the deals coming from? Because the marketing activities always need to be going, right? But in the early stages, in the startup phase, I find that oftentimes sales are really being closed through relationships and networking and referral. So I don't want marketing to, to be functioning totally in a silo on this, right? Saying, well, let's double down on what's working. Obviously, we need social presence. We need, you know, regular marketing activities to happen, blogs, et cetera. But in order to keep the momentum going in the early phases, I like to ask the marketing department, what can we do to support the sales that are currently happening? So even if it's kind of offline in relationships, there's still things that can be done. One thing that is a strategy that I've pulled um, with some great success is sort of in that early stages, if the helping the sales team to kind of um, automate part of their their outreach, not a sales outreach, but say we're kind of going, f we have great response through a referral network. Well, it's like, what ways can marketing support making sure that that referral network is continuously caught up with? And that could be like a specialized newsletter or a specialized mass email that looks personal that goes out once a month or once a quarter to just help that salesperson stay on top of their own contacts. Or perhaps the sales team can use some kind of, you know, sales enablement um, uh, materials that would help them sell better or help them be more efficient. So I, again, I don't want marketing functioning in a silo, especially because the sales team, while the brand is getting established, really has a big, a big job to do, right? The sales team is usually the ones that are on the ground, uh, you know, pushing and, well, push, hopefully not being pushy, but pushing and convincing people to give you know, the product service a try when maybe there aren't a plethora of uh, case studies and testimonials yet, right? So really working in accordance, really working together is so important. The third way in which it's essential for sales and marketing to align is in this idea of forecasting. So it's really useful to model out that sales and marketing funnel 
right, all the way to closing with those conversion rates that were agreed upon um, with that first step, right, De- determining the metrics. But being able to kind of put that funnel together and track those conversion rates uh, against like what you're going to forecast out, mm-hmm. right? Because those conversion rates, those metrics that are de- decided upon become like your forecasting tool. So that tool can change a lot when you're a startup, right? So having that constant communication, not just on the metrics that were decided upon originally, but that understanding that those metrics are fluid because until you kind of establish, right, your processes and the brand and all of those things, it's going to probably constantly be tweaked. And as those tweaks, right, as those tweaks are made, your actual revenue uh, predictions are going to change a lot. And you're going to want to be constantly modeling that out because that's going to affect greatly your your month over month budget, right? And if things aren't working, so, you know, as you predicted, you're going to have to pivot. So having that um, alignment in the sales and marketing is really, really important part for c- CEO or founder to, to really have like boots on the ground knowledge of what's really going on and why. And that also gives you the opportunity to fix and improve that funnel as you see what's going on as you get the data. So the fourth reason that sales and marketing have to align is Related to number three, but it is so important, it's to test, learn, and improve together. So building out that forecast model, understanding when you're off or on, right, your forecasting metrics, your forecasting revenue predictions, closely monitoring that, right, but then also testing and learning and improving together, meaning having discussions frequently on a weekly basis, I, I um, suggest. And getting creative, right? Getting creative as a team and implementing changes, um, experimenting, being as agile as humanly possible, as quick as possible, iterating. This is the process that sales and marketing must do together. Because it's not enough for marketing to be doing that alone, especially in the startup phases, because you want to make sure that the lead quality is where it needs to be. You don't want to be, you know, experimenting and pivoting and changing just as a marketing department without any regard for how things are moving all the way through the funnel, right? And oftentimes that communication between sales and marketing, it just needs to be in the beginning phases so consistent and constant that feedback loop because marketing needs to understand, okay, well, who got on the phone with you? What did they say? What were their objections? Was it a good lead? Was it not a good lead? How did they hear about us? Right? Um, you know, we can have like, you know, the data dashboards and, and kind of like great systems for that, but there's always stuff that slips through and that anecdotal information from sales is so valuable. So I really think that kind of Paying attention to these four reasons why sales and marketing must align is the way in which you can go faster. And that's sort of, in my experience, what all founders want, right? To go faster, to get the results quicker. And just to remind you, so the four reasons sales and marketing must align is first, number one, is to determine the key cross-departmental metrics, decide upon them, agree upon them. Number two is understanding, deciding the most impactful marketing activities, 
right? The marketing activities that are actually bringing closed one sales, right? Not just leads, but closed one sales and beginning to hone in and double down on those marketing activities. That's going to get you to the end of the rainbow quicker. Number three is understanding and confirming the forecasting, right? Looking at that full funnel from sales to marketing together, <laughs> looking at it together, not just having the sales pipeline kind of on one sheet and, and the marketing funnel on the other sheet and you never kind of look at them side by side and you never discuss them. So kind of putting that whole model together, you know, agreeing on the forecasting numbers and then paying attention when those numbers are not hit. And number four is testing, learning and improving, but together, the key word there being together. And again, I really think this is the the best way to go faster, but I want to, I want to just iterate that this process when you're first starting, it is, it is a difficult process and there's no magic pill. There's no magic pill that I can just give a founder or business owner that's going to really just show them exactly how you should market and exactly how you should sell, exactly how you should communicate. It is a, that iteration process is imperative and it is frustrating and it is a slow process of putting thing out, putting things out there, seeing how it lands. Some weeks you'll, you know, be getting a lot of leads and they're not converting. Um, sometimes you'll be getting a lot of no shows. Sometimes you'll be getting, um, but then, but then everything starts to click. And it's like you're pushing the boulder up the hill. You're just looking at all the marketing activities. You're reviewing the sales calls. You're perfecting the demo process, the, the pitching process. Everything is a learning process. And I think that's a piece we often miss. We kind of think that you can kind of skip over the learning and you can just find all the perfect answers. You know, from the beginning, you lay out your go-to-market strategy and you, you, you do the research and you really think really intentionally about the messaging and the communication, all that stuff. But once you send those messages and into the world, that the content into the world, those ads into the world, that blog into the world, you can't control how it will be received. And you can't control whether your potential clients are actually understanding the message that you want to give, that they're actually clicking with the communication that you're putting out, you, you can't actually control that. You can only keep going, testing, iterating, and improving. And the more alignment you have with the sales team or the sales director, or the person responsible for sales and whomever is doing your marketing, the faster you'll go. And the last thing that I'll say about this is, again, oftentimes, I'm sure I'm talking to a lot of founders founder-led sales. So founders leading the sales, right? And then maybe you have some contractor helping execute some of the marketing. And this is often the model. We're not really paying for like high level marketing strategy. You know, I don't care. What I want from you is to treat that marketing person as if they were a marketing director. Teach them. That's the coolest part about being in a startup. You know, just if they're the right personality, growth-minded, want to learn, enthusiastic, full of energy, these are the types of people you should be hiring for your startup. They'll welcome that good pressure and the responsibility. And if, they're, if they can't cut it, then they probably won't stay with you. But 
I think that it's it's way more it's way worthwhile to sort of find those right personality people that are going to like roll up their sleeves and figure it out and you you kind of lay higher level things on them and see how they go because you you know in doing so are going to like mentor and grow that person really quickly it's actually so exciting to work in a startup right um but just treat anyone on your team you know with the greatest of course respect and treat them as if they're directors you know this is like a sidebar but you know when i started in marketing years ago in shanghai where i started you know that's what i loved about startup world it was that i got promoted so quickly um because i was a go-getter because i was growth-minded right and i was able you know, in just, you know, three, four years, you know, become a director with people under me, you know, so fast because I was working hand in hand with founders and, and investors. And I was forced to figure it out. And I was forced to Google my way into, you know, how to hire people, how to be a leader, how to build a marketing strategy, how to do all of these things. And that was like, maybe almost 13 years ago now that I started. And it's just been the biggest gift for me to always be taken seriously and respected. You know, that's why people, that's the experience you don't get in corporate. In corporate, you probably going to be working in the same job for 10 years before you're a director and get, you know, a bunch of people reporting to you. So I think, you know, if you have, obviously, if you have the budget, hiring a proper sales director, or marketing director is going to help you go fast. But if you're not there yet, Take it super seriously. Take your team really seriously. Um, bring them into the fold. Don't be scared because you're offering them something extraordinary. Um, so that's my little tangent on that. So I hope that that helps marketing and sales alignment. Take a minute this week to kind of journal about it. You know, are you really, are you really working hand in, or is, is the sales stuff and the marketing stuff that's going on in your business are really working together? Are they really, is there a connection um, is there, uh, alignment? So walk yourself, you know, take this exercise, walk yourself through these points that I chatted about in this episode and, um, DM me. You can always find me on LinkedIn, Victoria Hajar. I would love to continue the conversation there until then. I will see you next week. But if you have not yet joined the quarterly planning challenge, I encourage you to do so. I have this really awesome, fun, free challenge. Um, if you're kind of started July and you're like, oh man, I haven't done my quarterly goals yet and feels like it's a huge bummer to do with the team, just sign up. The link is in the show notes or if you're looking at this in the blog, the link is right there. You can sign up five days um, you'll get an email from me and a little audio recording walking you through each step of the quarterly planning and the review process. And you can do that with your team. You know, you set aside a couple minutes, you know, like about 30 minutes a day. You can do it little by little. Or you can kind of like take it one day and you can listen to all those recordings in one day and kind of work through step by step with your team. But it's the process that I use with my teams and it is uh, – it is just really, really useful for not just aligning sales and marketing, but aligning the whole team. So go ahead and join the challenge. I would love to see you in there. And of course, I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate 
you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.